Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more. At discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. BZ.com. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skin. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We have two guests. I think you'll enjoy both of them. The first one is Byron Jacobs, who has just written a book, is actually still writing it, but written a book with Chris Mormon, known as Mormon One, a great online player. Byron himself was a limit holding player and is part of D&B publishing they're coming out with a book called mormon's book of poker i think you'll enjoy my conversation with byron jacobs and then we're going to have a party poker professional nice to be able to have a professional poker player uh, who plays online based in the united states thanks to the new legalization of poker for new jersey residents his name is scott baumstein and we're going to be talking to him about party poker in new jersey and about his career so stay tuned we'll be right back Key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, BZ.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. 
with contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, I don't know if any of you were fans of comic books back in the 60s. That probably dates me terribly. But there was Batman and Robin, known as the dynamic duo. And I think of this new combination of authors as that. First of all, perhaps the greatest online player around today, Chris Mormon, teams up with Byron Jacobs, who's a well-known publisher, book author, columnist and the like, and they have written a book, co-written a book called Mormon's Book of Poker. Uh, It's not out yet, but we just got the release and we wanted to have on one of them. We got Byron Jacobs, who is going to join us right now. Byron, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So tell our listeners about the book, about Chris and about you. Okay, first of all, about, um, well, there's three things there. I don't know which one you want me to talk about first. Let's start off with the book, because that's probably the one that they're most interested in hearing about. Um, obviously, as you said in that intro, it's co-written, uh, me and Chris are working on it at the moment. We, we, uh, we've made a start. It's due to come out. Uh, by the time we've got it all written and done and edited, we're probably looking at late late this year, something like October, something like that, for the actual publication of the book. Now, obviously, Chris is like you know a fantastic player, and uh, you know he's the, the leading online tournament player in terms of uh, actual winnings. And I'm not, um, although I do have. Um, I've been playing poker for a long time, and my original expertise in poker was in Limit Hold'em, where I've written a couple of books, and I used to do a lot of coaching and make videos and stuff like that. And obviously, Limit Hold'em has been a, it's a bit of a, a dying game now. Uh, so the last, I don't know, two, three years, I've been trying to switch to play tournament poker. And, you know, I'm a kind of a, a sort of competent mid-stakes learning player. And uh, the structure of the book is that I'm going to take hands that I've played in tournaments because I think I'm very similar in my standard of play to, to a big section of the poker book buying public. And I'm going to uh, explain those hands from my point of view, what I did, why I did it, et cetera, et cetera. And then Chris is going to step in with his, you know, his very high level of expertise and say, hang on. Yeah, you know, this is OK. This this is not OK. You should be thinking about that. You shouldn't be thinking about that, et cetera, et cetera. And we're hoping that this is going to provide a, a very instructive format um, for, you know, players at my level who are looking to like move up to the next level. So that's yes, the, yes, uh, I, I can see that it would. Book. 
I can see that. I'll tell you what it reminds me of, and, and please excuse me for my probably very uh, basic analogy, but I remember reading Sherlock Holmes, and yeah. Sherlock Holmes would sometimes say to his partner Watson, well, how do you read this situation? And his partner was a conventional thinking guy, not incredibly bright, even though he was a doctor. And Watson would say, well, Holmes, I think it's fairly obvious. He did this, 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 and this. And then Holmes would apply his brilliance and his incredible insight and show show Watson why the way that he his standard analysis was completely wrong. It sounds like it's a similar thing. You're going to talk about your tournament play as a standard mid-stakes very competent, but not a professional player, why you played it a certain way. And then Chris, who is on top of the world, is going to show the really great way you could have played the hand. Is that exactly. basically it? That's what we're hoping for. Well, that's it. How did you guys get together in the first place? Um, well, we contact, um, obviously, me and my uh, partner in the publishing, uh, the, the publishing business, we, we contact players periodically to, to see if they're interested. And, you know, sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. Um, and, you know, we contacted Chris and he wasn't sure at first, but then we came up with this, uh, this structure for the book. Um, and, and he, he got, he got really interested. He thought this would be a, a great way to try and like produce his first book and, and also that it would be like a really good, uh, way to make his, uh, way of thinking about the game accessible to all players because, you know, there are, there are other books and also, you know, there's a lot of videos and articles and stuff now written by, you know, very high level players discussing the hands that they've played. And that's, that's kind of all well and good and, and they can be very interesting. But, you know, sometimes it's a little bit inaccessible to the more straightforward thinking players. It's a little bit of a leap to try and get all the way up there. So this is like maybe trying to make a little bit of a bridge between that. Yes, uh, I, so I, think, I think Chris was quite excited about the idea, and um, and we are too, and we're we're hoping we're going to have a you know a really good book on our hands, and I'm sure we will. Well, I hope so. I'm familiar with your book. How good is your limit hold'em? What okay. else have you written? You've written a couple of other poker texts, haven't I you? Wrote, uh, I wrote a kind of beginner's guide to limit hold'em um, some time ago, and I also wrote a book. Uh, I think it's about two two and a half years ago now called Think Like a Poker Pro, which is uh, it was based around limit hold'em. It was discussing a lot of you know how how uh, you know a very serious player approaches the game, both in terms of uh, sort of you know, you know doing the homework away from the table, what they bring to the table from that homework, what's the correct way to try and look at sessions that you've played, all kind of uh, like practical stuff like that. And you know seventy eighty percent was based around limit hold'em, but in principle the idea was that it would be accessible to all players who played um, to a serious level and wanted to, you know, maybe fine-tune the way they were thinking and approaching the game. Now, you do you still play Limit Hold'em? I haven't for a couple of years. I don't, I don't play anywhere near full-time. I used to play a lot more, like five, six years ago, but I basically work pretty much full-time. But, you know, I love playing poker, so I try and play at least, like, I don't know, maybe 8, 10, 12 hours a week, depending upon how busy I am, something like that. So I don't, I don't have a, you know, I'm not like some kid out of college who can play 100 hours a week or anything like that. But, I, 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 you know, I try and play, you know, a good consistent amount, and I'm always trying to study and, and improve my uh, understanding of, of tournament poker, which I think is, you know, the, you know the, the, the best and most exciting and the most interesting way to play poker. Stay tuned. We're going to have uh, more poker talk right after a break.
50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. A poker face carved in marble. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards. Well, listeners, we're talking to Byron Jacobs, who's a well-known publisher, book author, columnist, and the like. Do you only play online, or do you play in the local club? No, I only play online. I've never, I've never not played live. Do you think there's a difference between proper play on the Internet, on the site that you play on and playing online tournaments, than playing in a cash game? Do you mean playing live? Yes. Yes, I, I, I think there is. Although I haven't played live, obviously, uh, you know, I've discussed with players, uh, poker with players who do play live, and I've read a lot of stuff from people who do play live. And I think there is there is quite a difference. There's, players are often, when they're discussing how they're thinking in in a live game, they're often having a hunch about the way the guy, you know, there's a lot more getting getting, getting a, a kind of read off the, um, not necessarily a straightforward tell, like, you know, he picked up his drink and that meant that he had a busted hand or something like that, but just to kind of, you know, they just get a, a sense from the body language of the person. And, they, you know, this seems to be mentioned a lot. And obviously online, you don't get that direct physical um uh, feedback from the person you're playing against. Although, you know, obviously we've all had that experience when you're playing online. You just you just kind of like know when someone's either got it or hasn't got it, or you think you do. But I, I, I certainly get the impression that people who are experienced at playing live, are, you know, very, the strong players are very fine-tuned to, you know, the, the, the kind of vibe that they pick up off the other players in terms of body language or, you know, stuff like that. Sure. What site do you play on? Mainly, I play. I play on the big sites. I mainly play at Stars and at Full Tilt and a little bit at Party. Main, mainly at Stars is where I play. Well, we are in the United States uh, where we're doing the show. We go out all over the world, but we are just hoping that we'll be able to have access to the international online scene. Right now, all we can do is play on uh, sites that are limited to the state that you're in which is yeah. a very, very, very pale shadow of the way Internet poker used to be and the way it is in the rest of the world. Uh, do you hear anything across the ocean about uh, the likelihood of uh, people in the United States being able to play against folks from all over the world? Um, not really. No, obviously I'm based in the UK, so uh, you know I'm fortunate at the moment that we just got pretty much free access to you know to all the sites, and there aren't any issues like the ones that are being faced in the states. Um, obviously, as publishers, we would be thrilled, um, you know, if the if the if the US poker community came back more you know more happily online because you know there'd be a greater demand for our product um but we we do we do pretty well in the states anyway i mean the bulk of our sales are in the states so there's obviously even with the difficulties that are being faced there there's a huge amount of interest and desire for uh poker material 
Are you um, with? So that's, uh, so that's good. Are you with D and B? Who's the publisher that you you work for? Yeah, that's that's me. Me and my partner run D and B Publishing. Uh, my name's Byron. His name's Dan. That's why we're D and B. Oh, we run oh. The show. <laughs> I didn't put that together. I knew D and B. I didn't realize that you were part of the name. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, what is just as long as you're on? What are some of your other publications that sell here that uh, feel free to promote them? Let our listeners oh, okay. know what other I books are do. out there. Um, if you go onto our website, is dmbpoker.com. Um, so all our books are listed up there. I, I, I can't quite remember how many poker books we've done, but it's something like 20 over the years. We've done 20, 25 maybe. We do some other stuff as well, but poker is probably... 65, 70, 75 percent of what we do, we, we focus strongly on poker. And we've done four books with Jonathan Little, you know, who's a very strong uh, player, and he's brilliant at explaining his thought processes and, uh, you know, what, what, he's, what he's thinking about at the table. And he's got a very uh, strong kind of theoretical background in the game. And, and the books that we've produced with him have done very well. And we've done sort of other books on uh, cash games and uh, Omaha and stuff like that. So uh, the main place to look is dmbpoker.com, and you can order our books from there. You said I was free to pub. <laughs> to plug, plug this. <laughs> Absolutely. So can, no, you, that's you can, why. You can order our books today. You can read excerpts. Uh, you can find out about all the authors. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a blog. You know, we blog and tweet about forthcoming publications and stuff like that. So right. it, it, it's up there, basically. That's perfectly okay. And I, I'm just curious, you know, in the United States, people that I know in the publishing business and specifically in the gambling publishing business, complain and whine and grouse about how horrible the book market is and everybody's doing stuff online and books aren't selling. But you seem to be relatively bully about uh, selling gambling books. You finding that sales are at least constant, if not picking up? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's everyone got nervous, like, you know, a few years ago when electronic formats started becoming a serious way that people were consuming books uh, in, a, in a general sense. And, you know, a lot of publishers have been very, very badly hit. Like, for example, the travel, the travel publishing industry has been completely decimated because everything is just freely available online. And for a while, it looked you know, no one was quite sure if, if publishing was really going to going to exist much longer. But it seems to have sort of stabilised. And although um, we don't sell the kind of numbers in physical books that we used to, uh, certainly five years ago or, or ten years ago, I also do a lot of chess publishing. Um, you know, which is obviously similar to the poker publishing, but it's the same story in both departments. Um, although we don't have the number of physical sales we used to have, the electronic formats do very well. You know, we often get. You know, uh, some of our books have sold over a thousand copies on on Amazon on the Kindle format, and there's also you know the EPUB formats you can get for the uh, for the other readers, uh, and you can you get them on the iPad and stuff like that. So you know the the electronic the elec- excuse me the electronic formats do well, and they kind of pick up the slack that we we miss from having the the actual paper sales. Right. Well, and it's- so you know it's 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 kind of yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't you know, hurt us that badly because, you know, we, we do okay on the electronic stuff. It doesn't sound that dismal. And I think my American uh, publishing friends are just maybe they don't get how to have a successful business. One last question about that. Uh, some of our listeners are poker players. Most of them are, and some of them write. If they thought they had a great idea for a book, what's your vetting process for deciding whether something's worth 
uh, investing in or not? What does somebody oh, do if they have a book okay, project? Okay, this is, this, is, this is really, really hit and miss because obviously um, people are very welcome to go to our site and email us with um, their proposals or whatever they've put together in terms of you know a book that they think people will be interested in will do well. And we get the quality of the stuff that we get sent through. I mean, we get quite a few things. We get kind of two or three a month usually, um, people just cold calling on us, trying to, you know, with their ideas. Occasionally, we get something that's brilliant, you know, completely unexpectedly. Most of it, to be honest, is not that great, and it's it's quite rare that we end up publishing something that, you know, someone has sent through to us. But, you know, it, it has happened, definitely. And what people should do, if they do have an idea, it's it's pretty simple. They should obviously contact us through the site, but what we need to see is... The, the things that we need to know about their book, first of all, we need to know what their book's about. I mean, that's obvious, okay? We need to know what, what are they writing about. Uh, we need to see a list of contents so we can see what the, what the structure of the book is, what they, the kind of flow of the book is. We need to see some written material, you know, a handful of pages, seven, eight pages, that, you know, a little excerpt from a chapter, something like that, so we can see what their writing style is like. And finally, the most important thing, what we really need to know, is we need to know why people are going to want to buy their book. What does their book do that, you know, people can't get elsewhere in the poker world? What information will they get in this book? What stories will they tell? What information will they give? What kind of angle will they take on the game? That is not, you know, what, what's, the, what's the USP for the book? That's what we need to know because that's what we need to sell. That sounds like a great instruction for somebody who <laughs> wants to get a book published and wanted to know how. Thank you very much. Now, I'm, I'm looking forward to having you and or Chris back on when your book actually comes out, whether it's October or November, the book for our listeners will be Mormon's Book of Poker. By the way, why didn't you call it the Book of Mormon? We were very, very, very tempted to call it the Book of Mormon. <laughs> very tempted indeed. Um, we actually thought Mormon's Book of Poker is it's actually it's quite a nice title because people... I think people get the joke anyway without it being like really in your face as the Book of Mormon. <laughs> and I suppose there's also a possibility if Chris wants to do, you know, further work with us down the line, we've got that title in reserve for another book that, you know. Okay, <laughs> that's true. That's true, but I'm yeah, sure. We, we, yeah, we, did, we debated this for quite a while to call it because it, it it's, it's a very funny title. Yes. It's, uh, the more, just so our listeners know, Mormon's Book of Poker, Improve Your Poker Game with Mormon One, the biggest online player in poker history. We've been talking to Byron Jacobs, who is a co-author with Chris Mormon of this book, and it should be coming out by the end of this calendar year. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you a lot, Byron. And again, I, you have an open invitation when the book is ready to be purchased. We hope you'll come back on to promote it and talk about it. I'll be delighted to. Thanks very much for calling me up, and it's been fun chatting to you. Nice chatting with you. Listeners, we're going to be back after a quick break. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609-474-4627. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. 
They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of March 31st, 2014. Well, the bad economy seems to have claimed another casino property. Caesars Entertainment will be closing its Harris Casino in Tunica, Mississippi. Caesars announced that the closure was the result of declining business and increased competition. The closure means the loss of 1,300 jobs in the area, but those employees will be given preferential treatment for positions at other Caesars locations. It looks like another online gaming site has teamed up with a major sports team. WSOP.com has announced a marketing deal with the NHL's New York Rangers. The deal is to promote the legal New Jersey online gaming site, WSOP.com. You may remember a couple months ago, Party Poker signed a similar deal with the NHL's New Jersey Devils and the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers. And finally, with online gaming coming back to the U.S., ever wonder where people play? Betfair.com, a London-based gaming operator, wondered that as well, so they did a survey based on New Jersey players. They found 47% play at work and during their commute. But the real surprising number, where most New Jersey residents gamble online? I'll give you a hint. Yep, you guessed it. 42% play while on the toilet. Just one more reason I'm proud to be from New Jersey. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, where is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret goat path to the hot gates. Ah, shit! June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards.
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, Those of you who have been following the poker world over the last 10 years know that, thank goodness, we're going to be able to have professional poker players playing online in the United States once again. In fact, they're already starting in New Jersey, in Delaware, in Nevada. And we have one of them on our show now. He is a party poker professional poker player. His name is Scott Baumstein, and we're going to find out about him. Scott, are you there? Uh, Yes, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you and even glad that there can be a you, a professional poker player who is a party poker-sponsored pro these days because for many years, unfortunately, because of the UIGEA, you couldn't play poker in the United States online, and now you can. So how did you come to be a party poker pro? Uh, Well, like many other poker-playing Americans, I was playing online poker between – uh, you know, 2005 and 2011 until we we could no longer in the United States. And um, unlike a lot of my colleagues, I, I chose not to to move abroad. I have, you know, life uh, life in, uh, in in the states that I wanted to keep. So um, I started playing live poker, live tournaments. I started to travel a lot more. Kind of used it for me personally. It became a blessing in disguise. I was I was successful live. I thought it made me a, a much better poker player today. Um, and then, you know, I started to do, getting a lot of, con- you know, meeting a lot of people, making some connections at party poker, started getting into broadcasting. I was a commentator for, a uh, a party poker program in Europe it's called the party poker big game. And, uh, when they opened up in New Jersey, I was, I was quick, quick to, to, to jump aboard on team party poker. And it was a exciting opportunity. I'm happy that, um, New Jersey to be one of the first states in the country to allow online poker, and I'm happy to be here and be a part of that. Well, let's hope it's the beginning of a trend that continues until we have full-scale online poker in the United States linked up to poker all over the world and regulated so that it's even better than the way it used to be. I want our listeners to know that your record speaks for itself. I'm looking at your tally sheet, and it shows casino winnings of over a million dollars uh, zero of which, at least lately, is online. Now, I don't know whether they sanitize some small winnings that you might have had playing over in Europe or other places, uh, but it shows. Um, yeah, uh, well, online, I wasn't a, a tournament player online. I played, um, my background is in heads-up scenarios, so whatever you're looking at probably doesn't doesn't keep track of that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I consider myself more of a cash game player first anyway and a, and a tournament player. I, I kind of see tournaments to me anyway as something I do for sport. Okay, fair enough. I was wondering about that. Uh, where do you play cash, and when you play, what do you play? Uh, I usually play at the Borgata in Atlantic City. That's definitely my, my home casino, as, as it also happens to be the the partner with, with Party Poker, um, and uh, which I think it's just about the only, the only place to play in Atlantic City or, or for most of the East Coast, to be honest. Um, and I play... Um, no limit, PLO, 5, 10, 10, 25, whatever the bigger game running is at the time, I guess. Now, do you play cat? Do you travel? Do you play in, in any other cities? Uh, yeah, I travel to, to big tournaments. I was just in uh, just in Los Angeles for the LAPC last week, and uh, I take I, – I don't consistently travel the tour to everything, but I, you know, I'll take a week every, you know, until I'm I, – I, I live at home until I'm ready, you know, ready to go take a week or two and go to a place, and I do, you know, I might go somewhere for a week, once a month or so. 
Right. I think we were talking uh, off the air when you say you play at home. Currently, you live in Manhattan, but you're moving to New Jersey. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. So tell our listeners so that they can get a little bit more of a flavor of what you're like, how it is you came to be a poker player in the first place. Uh, well, you know, I started like, you know, maybe a lot of people did in, in college, just kind of playing around with friends. Um, started playing at a casino, won some small tournaments. Uh, it's definitely always important. I'd say, I mean, a lot of the the trend is you, you have a lot of success early for people to continue. Um, that was certainly the case. I started playing online. I, when I got out of college, I worked as a, you know, a, a trader on Wall Street for a while and uh, didn't really love doing that. Just started to spend more and more time at home playing, uh, playing online poker. And uh, eventually, actually went back and got a master's degree. So had even more time while I was in uh, um, in graduate school. To the point where where I finished school, I actually never. Never looked for uh, for a full time job, and I've been, I think, uh, blessed and fortunate in, in a lot of ways that I've had the success that I have had. Yes, and, I. Um, you have had quite a bit of success, even if you just look at what you do for sport, your tournament play. You've been very successful. But let me ask you this, because I I often wonder about when people know that yeah, this is it. Was there a defining moment? Was there some particular event? Was there an accumulation of cash where you said, yep, I got my first million, I'm going to do this? Was there anything that made you think, now I know this is what I'm going to do? Um, for me personally, no. I think a lot of people have like maybe like a win a really big tournament early on, but um, I actually didn't specialize in tournaments. It was just because like, I happened to play, it was heads up, sitting goes at the time, and it was just winning consistently, and I was... Hey, well, I was thinking consistently. I was enjoying what I did. I was making more money than I made in in my, my in my day job. Um, so it, it it gave me the the freedom and the flexibility to do kind of what I wanted to do, and um, it's not not such a bad lifestyle. And it, and it led to, you know, I got to travel the world, meet great people, have this uh, incredible opportunity with party poker. Now, um, and, and it's just great to be a part of so far. You sound relatively young. Are you still in your 20s? I, I am in my 20s for another week. I turn 30 <laughs> next week, actually. Okay, so do you have parents who are around? And if so, what do they think about your career choice? Um, they've been grown to, to, to accept it, I guess, the more the more success I have. And that's, uh, you know, like I haven't, I guess, um, I've been doing this now for for a few years, and the, the fact that I haven't turned into the, their fears, I guess, has alleviated, alleviated them to some extent. Do they still say to you, you know, Scott, you know, you should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor, put these skills to use in a career, or do they say, <laughs> oh, just continue to do well and we support you in whatever you do? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I think they've probably given up on some extent to, to some of those things, but I... You know, I, um, I I I've branched out a little bit into to some other business aspects, and uh, it's it's certainly not uh, just playing poker for me anymore in terms of in terms of my career path. Well, what else? You, you said you do some broadcasting. What else? Um, for, I do broadcasting for, for party poker is one of the things. We actually just finished making a TV show that turned out great. It's called New Jersey's Next Poker Millionaire. Uh, we filmed it last month at the Borgata after the winter poker open. It was a 
eight-handed sit-and-go where eight, all eight winners won their seats playing online at Party Poker New Jersey and at Borgata Poker. First place was virtually winner-take-all, so it was really exciting. First place was a million dollars. Second place was $25,000. <laughs> and third place was you're fired. Third, third, right. third place was 10000 Eighth place was 1000 So it went oh. from 1000 to a million for first. And um, I just finished that up last week uh, in Los Angeles. So I was out there and I'm co-hosting it with Mike Sexton. It was really just a great, just a lot of fun, surreal. I mean, opportunity. I mean, I grew up, I mean, I learned playing poker from Mike Sexton while I was watching at the World Poker Tour in college. And here I am now doing a show with him. It was, it was quite, quite. Yeah, different. that's very heady. That's a great, great story. Uh, are there any other people that you admired that you've now learned to play against and beat, uh, Anybody else that you put up there with Mike Sexton is somebody you learned from? Um, he's actually the top of my list because I I would say the World Poker Tour specifically is what got me uh, very into poker while I was watching it about 10 years ago from my from my dormitory in college. Uh, but I've, you know, been played at the table by, at this time with with all of the greats at one, one point or another, but... Um, always kind of, it's 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 nice to be it's poker's like uh like nothing else i understand that <laughs> did anything particularly accelerate your ability to learn and become a really top flight professional anything you can point to um for me personally i mean i think everybody's going to be learning in different ways um uh, I'd say me personally, it was, it was repetition more than anything else. Uh, I wasn't one of the guys who – I read all the basic books. I never read a lot of super advanced strategy. I didn't – I was never active in the forums a lot or in um, – or being coached a lot. I just – I played a lot through I, – I learned my own game through through trial and error, through playing, through definitely through volume. Um, and things you can only do online, things that if you just started playing live poker and don't play online poker, you can never accomplish. Um so I was, I'd say, more of a self-taught poker right. player more than a lot of the other players out there. So you were uh, not in any kind work. of, you were not in a discussion group. You didn't have a household of four or five other guys that were also learning. No. Yeah, when I started playing poker, I didn't know anybody else playing poker. I was, I was, I was very much on my own, and and like, it was more. I'd say it was the beginning of the modern era when I started playing the the the, the wealth of information wasn't as vast then as it is now and if it and if it did exist I didn't I wasn't even aware of it. I mean when I started playing poker online I didn't even know what two plus two was. I wouldn't have known to go there if it um it just I was playing and I just played more and more until I made adjustments and figured things out and um probably made my learning curve a little tougher. It's tough but I, I got there eventually. Yes you did. Uh we only have about thirty seconds left. Let me just ask you, when you see yourself, when you think about Scott Baumstein ten or 15 years from now, what do you imagine you'll be doing? Um, well, at this point, I'm trying to use this opportunity with Party and get into the, uh, perhaps get into the, the management of uh, of online poker in America, which be, be a part of that. I think there's a great opportunity. There's going to be a big industry coming out soon. More states going to go by, by the wayside, hopefully falling like dominoes. But I, I do want to mention one thing that we have coming up at Party Poker. Please, take your you. time. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, in April, at the same exact time as the world uh, as the WPT World Championship, which will be at Borgata for the first time, the fifteen thousand uh, dollar WPT Championship, we're going to be running the New Jersey Championship of Online Poker. 
from April 19th to 27th, exactly the same time as the, the World Championship of Borgata, uh, culminating in a $200 buy-in, $200,000 uh, guaranteed main event on the 27th. Now, you obviously, just to reiterate, you have to be in New Jersey to participate in that, correct? That's correct. You don't have to be from New Jersey, but you have to be presently in New Jersey at the time to play. And how is that working, playing in New Jersey? I mean, I remember when it first started, it had a little bumpy road, getting the banks to allow you to use funds and the, the no-play zones. How is it working now? Um, it's gotten better and better. A lot of this stuff was new. A lot of it, there's some bank issues because they weren't allowed to make transactions with the old online poker site, so they're, switch, they're slowly kind of switching their safeguards to be able to to permitted to do business with the legal sites now, so uh, it just it's just something that's that, that took a little time, but now you can deposit uh, like right at the at the cage and at the Borgata and uh, the, the cash up that the process has has, uh, has become uh, much smoother. Have they narrowed the no play zones? Because I'll, the reason I'm asking is very personal. My mother lives about a quarter of a mile from the Hudson River in West New York, New Jersey. Definitely in New Jersey, big city in New Jersey, but she's relatively close to the Hudson River, and I'm wondering if I'm ever going to be able to play there or if that's always going to be a no-play zone. Um, from, from what I understand of the situation, they're, gonna, I mean, they're, they're working on it to make sure that the, that the borders are going to get better with that, but I don't That's... Definitely a little, little outside of my department. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I just figured I would ask, what is your next, what's the next poker thing you're going to be doing, just to update uh, your fans and our listeners? Um, in, in April, I'm going to go down to the Hollywood Hard Rock for the World, World Poker Tour in Fort Lauderdale and then uh, directly to the Borgata for the World Poker Tour World Championship. Great. Well, Scott, I wish you well in your endeavor and your poker play, and maybe we'll bump into each other one of these days. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right, listeners, that was Scott Baumstein, who is a party poker pro. Um, very nice guy, and hope we'll have him back on when he wins the main event of the World Series of Poker. All right, listeners, take care. We'll be right back after a quick break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. 
Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house been practicing my speech a little bit did i rush it felt like i rushed that was good i liked it welcome back listeners this is ashley adams filled with chloraseptic robitussin <laughs> uh Simeostatin and every other kind of drug to make yeah, I me. Think, I think get this over was this just cold. halls that I and, gave. And you. then you just gave me halls. halls. <laughs> uh, this is House of Cards. I'm joined in studio by my healthy producer, Dave Weishattle. Well, I, I had the cough drops to give you, so I'm not that healthy. Uh, that okay, good. that's hey, true. Do our voices sound better now that we're yeah. sick as dogs? Hey, Doug, do we? Sound. Sounds great, doesn't it? I think so. <laughs> so, what's cooking this week on Mailbag? Well, I got to ask you, man. I was down in New Jersey last week, and I there was a revelation. I went to uh, lunch at a place, and I saw these bar or tavern leagues or whatever you call them, pub leagues. And I, I just, wow, it's interesting. I picked up a pamphlet, and uh, I started to notice them. They're all over the place in New Jersey. And I, I know you uh, set up charity events, I guess, all around the country. Or I, I just wanted to know more about these pub leagues that, you know. Well, the pub leagues have nothing to do with charity poker. Yeah, I noticed that. And that's, that's true. I, yeah. I do do a lot of uh, charity poker tournaments. But 
the pub leagues, we actually have had people on to talk about them. I don't know, maybe you weren't listening. Well, actually, the uh, <laughs> was that Hatteras the, Island, Hatteras, Hatteras, Hatteras Island uh, Poker League, wonderful. We had the winner on of this past year, and we've had the guy that organizes the tournament. Um, the way it works is typically a uh, league will have events at different bars or restaurants. Yep. The bar or restaurant allows the tournament to take place because it brings in buyers of alcohol and food. Yeah. Yeah. There are no entry fees. Typically there's Mm -hmm. an exception in Massachusetts, which we'll talk about. Uh, Players come because it's free. The prizes are usually of three varieties. One is you get points based on how you finish. Yep. That can be used for a final event that has some, Larger than typical prize, maybe it's a few hundred dollars, maybe it's a free trip to Las Vegas, maybe it's a seat in a main tournament. Yep. No, and no, then on the this night, is the one that this one has. Yeah. You... What What's the what What is the name of that tour? This one's the World Tavern Poker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all is, over. Uh, oh yeah, no, they're it's just you can win seats at the World Series yep. of Poker. They have an app. My God, we don't even have an app. Why don't we have an? Why app? don't we have an app? Doug, I want an app. But the the thing that's appealing is. You get this camaraderie with people you see all the time. And since each tournament gives out points, there's an incentive to play a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you aren't very good, if you play every tournament they have, let's say like the Hatteras uh, Poker League, Hatteras Island Poker League has uh, three or four tournaments a week at different venues. If you play in every one, just the law of averages says you're going to get enough points to make it to the final event. Plus, they have prizes, usually very small, for uh, winning or finishing second or third in that daily event. So you can win 25 bucks of uh, bar comps or maybe a $50 gift certificate or, uh, you know, uh, American Express gift card, stuff like that. So they're fun. They're legal, usually. Yeah, there are yeah. a couple of places that don't allow even that level of gambling. Oh, really? well, like like where? I just well, stay like, away from there. Like Tennessee and Kentucky, okay. uh, they say that even if there's a prize of value, even if there's no buy-in, it's still gambling under the law, and you are competing for something of value with uh, an uncertain outcome. So it's gambling. Yeah, so they don't allow it, and probably a few other places. Utah, I don't think allows them. Uh, Hawaii probably doesn't allow them. Yeah. But I heard, anyway, I heard the general rule was it's gambling when there's money in and money out. I well, guess the way they get around it, it's free. There's no and money in. No money in. Right. And it's a point system. Wink, wink. Right. So it's it's not dollars. Right. Now, the Eastern Poker League, I think that's what they're called, the one that's in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, they have an entry fee of sorts. What you do is you buy the buffet. Okay. <laughs> I played in one of these events in Rhode Island. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. You know, not particularly high level of competition, which is good. You know, yeah. I'm a little tired of the everybody being a shark at Foxwoods or Mohegan. And uh, here, you have a lot of casual players. People come with their spouses. They come with their parents, their kids, uh, as long as they're 21 or older. They drink a lot. And there's a lot of camaraderie. But here, you buy the uh, the buffet for $25. Oh, okay. But the buffet is typically worth $3, right? <laughs> it's like a sub sandwich yeah. okay. and salad. And that's you know, twenty five bucks well, or fifteen. Really or small bucks. meatballs kind of thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, for what it is, it's fine. But you're paying a lot more than that. And then they take the money and they give out cash prizes as well as points. So 
different variations. I love it. It allows poker to exist in a lot of places where it's otherwise illegal. I played in one of these games in Atlanta, Georgia. It was the only mm-hmm. action I could find. I played in one of these games, a couple of these games in Tennessee, um, a few other states, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, and I liked it. So I'm I, all for it. I, I definitely have to check it out. I mean, all I, I saw, I picked it up the in uh, the pamphlet, and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, I it's uh, an excuse to go out with your buddies and have a good time. It's not really very serious competition, though of the t- best players in these leagues, you'll find people that are every bit as good as the best players that go down to Foxwoods or anywhere else. Hmm. Sounds good. What else well, we got? We have questions from Nevada and New Jersey because based on online gaming, I gave you a kind of a hint before yeah, I came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You know, since the indictments and there was tons of books on how to play and win online poker and since the indictments, they were all pulled from the shelves. Now people in Nevada and New Jersey are getting online gaming back and they want to know, where can we pick up some books or some study aids? Or do you know some web- websites that will help them out in online gaming? Just to get them back in the swing of things again. Well, there are, all they got to do is go on uh, Google and Google Internet Poker Strategy. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm uh, boasting a bit, but the book that I wrote mm-hmm. called Winning No Limit Hold'em prepares people for the kind of games they're going to find on the Internet. Uh, I have a chapter on Internet Poker. It's about beating low-limit games. And I think that what you're going to find, especially when these sites start, are a lot of low-limit players, not very good players, who are playing online much for the first time. The higher-limit guys, the guys that were professionals, they're not playing in the $0.05, cent, $0.10, cent, <laughs> uh, $0.50, cent, dollar, dollar two, two, three, two, four, or three, even 3, 6 games that are limited to Nevada residents. They've moved to Canada. They're playing higher limits. They want uh, bigger fields in the tournaments. So I would recommend my book, Winning No Limit Hold'em. There are lots of other resources out there. Frankly, I'm not going to pitch them. Uh, I don't have a list in front of me, uh, but you can go online and you can do research and see um, what others think of the different books and where they were. What's interesting is that this is a new phenomenon, the intrastate yeah. poker games, yeah. and uh, it'll be interesting to see the level of competition and the quality develop. I suspect now they are going to be relatively easy picking for the good low-limit player, and you know, again, not to uh, unduly boast, but my book is geared for those very kinds of games. So winning, no limit hold'em, <laughs> available now at Amazon.com. And they just discounted it, by the way, uh, to add uh, more information than people may want. They just reduced the price of my book from $20 to $14 and change wow. on Amazon.com. That's winning, no limit hold'em <laughs> by Ashley Adams. I I will mention one book because it's just a funny story. Go ahead. I went to the Hamilton Township Public Library. They were having a sale. Where is Hamilton Township? Uh, it's in the center of New Jersey, near okay. Princeton, Trenton, that kind of area. Pennington. Pennington, right there. I, I picked up Online Poker by Doyle Brunson for a dollar. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's certainly so. not going to do you any harm, and uh, I, I think the book was, I'm I mean, guessing it, it was ghostwritten. Is, is it still... The techniques and the, the games are the same. Are the same. It's, it's the same. It's there are a few differences that are relatively subtle uh, because you don't have the ability, of course, to read tells on folks. But at the lower limit levels, the kind of tells that you're going to pick up are pretty insignificant anyway. You're usually looking for betting patterns. You're looking for the general style of player you're against. Online poker is exploitable because you can keep track of that information automatically uh, by tracking your opponents. There are poker tracker software yeah, that you yeah. can use, and you can flag 
the fish and the sharks so you can avoid the sharks. You can keep track of how often somebody continuation bets or three bets or uh, comes out raising after they've uh, checked, you know, whatever. You can keep track of those stats. You can try to get some tells based on the timing, how long people take to act. But the game of poker is still the game of poker. Learning a rudimentary strategy mm-hmm. first, then getting better by uh, figuring out what certain moves means, what certain moves mean for different types of opponents is going to allow you to exploit the bad players, and that's the name of the game at Low Limit Hold'em. All right. Well, I think it? that's all we got. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to end uh, this segment of, uh, of House of Cards and Mailbag, and we'll be back next week. Until then, good luck and goodbye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.